Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Well, I'm excited today to have uh, one of our, or two of our pastors, uh, our family, one of our families, and both pastors, uh, Neil and Pastor Judy, all the way from South Africa. Come on, somebody, yes. From the continent of Africa, South Africa. And he is actually uh, in Cape Town. Ooh. And so Cape Town, if you don't know, that's a beautiful place. Uh, however, uh, where the Lord called him to plant the church was not so beautiful of a place. It's very, it's very uh, in a lot of poverty and a lot of pain, uh, a lot of crime. And how many you know that's where Jesus goes? Yeah. But yeah. the problem is not, people don't like planting churches in those areas. Because, you know, it doesn't yield back to you uh, resources. And so a lot of people say, ah, I'm not going to do that. But how do you know we have a responsibility to do that? And, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, Pastor Neil, Pastor Judy, you guys are doing a great work. And uh, I was so glad that the Lord put us together. Because people ask me all the time, you know, how do you end up in Eswatini? How do you end up in Rosepine? You know, how do you end up in, in Mexico, Juarez, the worst city in the world? You know, how, how do you end up in, yeah, how do you end up in Cape Town? Well, it's through relationships. Um, just God connects relationships, and when God connects relationships, there's a responsibility we have to each other in those relationships. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? And so, you know, four years ago, how important was it that we got connected, not even knowing what was coming? Yeah, good morning, church. So good to be here. Amen. What an opportunity for us just to be able to uh, fellowship with you and to be a part of this amazing family. So four years ago when I was last year, you know, we decided to become a part of the TCI family. And, you know, I thought, okay, we're going to be part of the TCI family. And the following year we would have Pastor Mark come and, you know, just you know, take us by the hand and show us, you know, what, uh, what TCI is all about. But then COVID hit us. <laughs> and so we had to figure out and navigate through uh, that difficult time. And, you know, man, COVID was really a tough time uh, for us. And I'm sure it was for you as well. But, you know, the main thing for us was, you know, staying connected, you know, being a part of a family and understanding that, um, you know, God has put us together as a family, and thank God for Zoom. So, <laughs> I mean, Zoom is a wonderful tool, and so we're checking in every week, and we um, are staying um, connected with uh, the rest of the family, and so that transition went very, very smoothly, and what you have here today, TCI, it's an amazing experience to be a part of you know, the main campus and obviously the mother church, when you come down to Cape Town, South Africa, you will have a smaller version of what you see here, people loving the Lord, worshiping together, 
lifting up the name of Jesus, giving praise to King Jesus. And so we want to thank you for being part of the family and for sowing, you know, yeah, this yeah. amazing seeds into our lives. You know, just to show you, uh, it's going to make you homesick, but uh, here's a picture right here of the campus. And this is the front of the campus. And another picture of uh, Pastor Neil and I, and that was our missions trip that we went up. Uh, you know, that was, man, that was a good picture right there. That's two young men right there, yeah, brother. We, we, we're looking good. But I tell you, I love going to South Africa, and I love that y'all are not ashamed of the gospel. Uh, I want you to see, we're walking through the airport, uh, and so this is Cape Town Airport. So we're walking through the hallway, and all of a sudden, I see a bunch of people start singing. And I'm like, what, what in the world? Because they're you know, singing in your language. And they were singing about Jesus, y'all, unashamedly, in the middle of an airport, singing about Jesus. I mean, that just so blessed me. And that's our, the, your worship team is, by the way, Ooh, they got some rhythm, man. They are amazing. They got, yeah, man, they got rhythm, brother. Yeah. I, I was over there, and, and man, they were, you know, getting some of the, the uh, cultural Christian songs yeah. they were singing, and, you know, I did not do it justice, you know, because they kind of got this two-step thing going, and, and uh, you can tell that I, you know, uh, that I don't have rhythm, so it was great. But look at the services. Uh, this is the services, and, man, uh, you have two services and uh, one of them you do in the native tongue, correct? Yeah, that's uh, Afrikaans. So in our, in our country, we have 11 different um, languages. And 11? 11. 11 in total. I got so. one and I can't get it right, <laughs> bro. Yeah. And so sometimes we sing in, in, in a language that is one of the languages and the songs. <laughs> and uh, because, you know, we've got uh, um, church family members that sings or Speaks in another language. Which one is this one? Zuzu Zulu. Murina Bayeima. That's Ukataka. Hey, talk, talk a language to us. Dit is baie goed om hier saam met julle te wees. Ons is fantastisch. Ons is inderdaad blij dat ons saam met julle kan wees. Wow, he said y'all are amazing. And it's incredible that y'all came here today. I don't know what you said. What did you say? Well, I just said, we are so blessed to be with you. This oh, see there? <laughs> I yeah. knew. I got, got that. It. Come on, brother. And then the next picture is, you know, we baptize here, and they have just, just this ratty place that they have to go baptize at. So, what? yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we, so we don't have the privilege of having indoor facility uh, to do baptism. Privilege. Uh, Man, if we had that in the backyard, we probably wouldn't even come inside. I, I mean, would board that. that up if we had that about a mile away. Can I well, get that, That's the ocean. We'd all go out there. Our church is about, call it 15 minutes away from the ocean. See, when we try to baptize here, you, you definitely have faith because yeah. a gator may get you before you come back up. Or a water moccasin. That Mr. Roy, he was with Mr. Roy and Mr. Arlene yesterday. Y'all took him kayaking, Mr. Oh Roy and Mr. Arlene. And, uh, and they had gators like swimming around. And snakes. We saw a gator and a snake. Did it get you? Almost. Almost? <laughs> so another picture is their young adults. So sometimes you think about, you know, our campuses, you don't realize these are real people, guys. Real people, real lives, real futures. Uh, that God is doing. This is the youth and, you know, how precious they are. 
And uh, another picture of, uh, this is kind of cool, just to show you how we connect. This, uh, the next picture is a picture of the leaders. Actually, I want you to look on the screen. Uh, you got, you know, Waterhead here uh, talking to them guys. And uh, I always tell the guys on the cameras, I said, man, it's bad when God, you know, you have a radio face and God's asking you to use it for television, you know. So, uh, but that's the way you connect. It works really good. Yeah, I take, I take advantage of every opportunity to get Pastor Mark just to uh, send us some um, teachings. You make me preach all the time. Uh, I do. They call and say, hey, uh, tomorrow I need a, uh, a two-hour message. <laughs> Yeah, so that's our leaders. Uh, that was during COVID. Uh, our dream team guys, just making sure that um, we've got our leaders equipped and, and, and so on. So there you can see the social distancing. Um, that is not our church building, but we took them out um, just to you know, teach um, and, and also train them. Uh, yeah, and then not only that, but the church, uh, Mikasa, also reaches out into the community and uh, I mean, fixing it is a poor community. And like when their windows are broke, they just stay broke because uh, when you don't have money to uh, fix them, I mean, they're just going to stay broke. What's the unemployment there? Right yeah, we, now? We've got about a 34, 34 percentage um, in South Africa um, unemployment rate. So that's that's quite a huge gap uh, in our church. Uh, it's about a 60, 40 percent of people that's working. So, um, really rough, you know, uh, right now. Yeah. And so, be, go ahead. Did you all see that picture of him changing the window? I'm so impressed. They, you, Mr. Well, Roy, did you see that? I was, he uh, was changing the window? I was the demolition side. Ah, oh, that <laughs> makes sense. I was not the install side, you know. Uh, Pastor Neil was like, he does that uh, well. Pastor Mark, we're going to give you a hammer and you just tear things up. That's it. You'll be good. Uh, yeah. But also, I mean, with... <clears throat> the unemployment and everything of what it is. I mean, this is the kids being fed. And it wasn't just at the church. We went out in the community feeding all the kids. And they do this uh, constantly because, I mean, they, they won't have much food to eat at all. And so it, it wouldn't be for your Cooking for Christ team. I tell you, your Cooking for Christ team is incredible. These Look at that kitchen. Them ladies can cook in there. They got big pots and they cook. And we, like I said, here's another one where it's out in the community actually uh, feeding people, uh, another one at the church uh, where you got kids and everyone just waiting to be fed. Uh, I mean, just, you know, incredible things going on with the church, but it's not just a church. We also have a school. And so, uh, Pastor Judy, you actually uh, are over the school, right? Yeah. So just share with us, you know, what God is doing there and then how that is such a blessing to the community and even the staff members. Yes. Huyamura. Mulweni, good morning. Good morning. I'm so blessed. We're so blessed to be here. And I want to say thank you to Pastor Mark and Pastor Cindy and the rest of the congregation for making it special and sowing seeds towards our trip and all the beautiful paraphernalias within the trip. And um, thank you for taking us to special places and just feeding us too much food. And, you know, yesterday, you know, there's something that they say that um, God will give you something until you don't want it. And I asked God, I want to see an alligator. And God gave me on the swamps an alligator. And I said, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to be in the same bath like the alligator, which I did. Hey, well, you did and get to snake. enjoy and eat the alligator twice. Yeah, I ate alligator twice. That was a good treat. And then I saw a snake. The snake wanted to take a lift with me 
on the little kayak. But God has been very good. So that's enough snakes and alligators on this trip. But thank you so much. Um, I'm a school principal of a creche that we started, the first English creche in Macassar that we started. And um, it's in a community where, where the parents pay a little fee for their kid to be there. And they get a hot breakfast and a hot lunch. And they stay from 8 o'clock till 6 o'clock the evening since parents have a full-time job. So they stay with us the, the whole day. And um, since COVID happened, we all we thought that we're going to crash. But through the grace of God and givers and people that sewn into our school that we could make it. And our totals just start to raise again. And we on a total of 80 kids every day on a Monday till a Friday. And God has been so good to our school. Now, um, you have several of the staff members have come out of a life of addiction. You've given them the opportunity uh, yes. to serve and work there, right? Yes, several of the ladies, we have a staff of 15, and most of them come through the recovery cycle that we have. And from there, um, they get worked into the program, being an assistant teacher or teach, and most of them is still currently for quite a few years still with us. Wow. Wow. Amen. And then uh, the parents actually pay for their kids to be there. Yeah. The parents actually pay. If we break it up, we calculate it like $1.70 odd cents per day. And they get their eight hours staying with us and the two hot meals, obviously, and we care for them. What a great work. What a great work. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Amen. <clears throat> and then not only do you have the church in uh, Makasa and then you have the school, but... Then and uh, Worcester, did I say it right? You're right. Worcester. Did I hit it? Worcester. Worcester. Yeah. Yeah, Worcester. Can y'all say it with me? One, two, three. Worcester. Worcester. All right, that was pretty good. They yeah. did well. They did so good. at uh, the church in Worcester. Can I do it with accent? The church in Worcester. No, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds Russian almost. <laughs> it's, uh, sounds like nothing, babe. This is nothing. Okay. Man. All right. So, but we have Pastor Tony and you're mentoring him and Man, it's made such a difference. The next picture you see the, the church there, and man, it's really going well. And God is, it's a small community yeah. uh, on the, uh, kind of on the beach. No, uh, that, it's kind of way, well, it's, it's about an hour away. They're more inland, yeah. Yeah, more inland. Yeah, more, more inland, yeah. So, and then you see an outreach that we did when we were there, and that's in the community center. Man, we had a, the whole community came out. Yeah. Just very powerful. And so Pastor Neil is not only... Uh, pastoring, uh, you know, the church there in Mikasa and also uh, Pastor Judy and him on the school, but he's also over this campus as well. And not just stopping there, uh, in South Africa, you minister to a lot of pastors and you're in the political scene of, of you know, having uh, Christianity uh, there and then uh, also Malawi. And so I don't know if you know this, but Malawi is another country in the continent of Africa that we have campuses at. Yep. And, and is Malawi uh, a rich country? Uh, uh, Malawi is considered to be the poorest country in the whole of Africa. So um, it's, a, it's a strip of country, you know, uh, just above South Africa. So within South Africa, there's about, where you have 52 states, we have about 52 countries within the continent of Africa. 
And to show you a picture of uh, the pastor that is really over how many campuses there? Eight? Hey, Pastor Holish, yeah. He's the one... Uh, uh, He's the one standing next to me. He's the one in that's the blue suit. in the blue suit with a DB double wrist. So he's, he's uh, over eight campuses there. And such a great guy. Oh, man. I mean, he is, he is a an amazing guy. getter <laughs> And, man, you know, we support them. I would like to support them mo- more because you got eight campuses there. That's one of the campuses that he preaches at. Uh, right there in the back, and then you can show another picture. This is one of our furthest campuses. Yeah, that's uh, the one in Thornwood. That's close to the, the border of, um, of Mozambique. Um, uh, it's called uh, an area called Thornwood. Um, they grow a lot of tea in that area. And, man, we would love you and, and, and I, we're talking about, man, we'd love to give them more. We've given them, we give them some every month. Uh, and actually, Holish, being the selfless person that he is, he, he takes what we give him and, you know, for most people would be like, oh, you know, but they, they take resources and they make it go a long ways. And he actually, selfless like he is, he takes what we give him and he gives it to the other pastors. I would love for us to have what we're giving to all the pastors, but I can only do what, you know, honestly, the congregation allows us to do in our obedience in being a part of the kingdom. Uh, I do feel if everyone did their part, we would have ample amount to be able to give to every one of those pastors in those eight areas. Unfortunately, not everyone does that. And look, I'm not saying that to make people feel guilty or feel bad. I'm just being truthful. Um, because what's sad is in churches, a lot of times 25% of the people give all the, do all the giving. And, uh, and in you know small percentage really ties. If everyone just did their part, that's it, just did their part. Uh, it would be amazing what we can do uh, with helping, but we believe God and we, we take what we got and we do our best with it. But you need to know we have eight campuses in one of the poorest countries in Africa. People aren't lining up to do churches there because nothing comes back. And they really have to be supported almost entirely. Where your campus, I mean, you guys uh, do really well <clears throat> with bringing in resources because in just the people that are what they call a little bit lower than middle class that you're working with, they're, they, they're giving, it's just they don't have a lot to give. And so, but together, we're able to uh, help them out. But Holish is such a good guy, man. He came in South Africa, and what's funny about Holish is that he, uh, we were telling jokes. I mean, Pastor Sam and Pastor Neil and Greg and I, we're, we're in the car driving, telling jokes. We're laughing, and Holish never laughed. He was just like, and we're like, bruh. Our jokes aren't funny. And he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I just don't get it. And I was like, okay, okay. I said, I, I, got, I got one for you. I said, now this is kind of, you already understand you're in Africa. I said, what did the monkey say? They got his tail cut off. Where's Bubba at? Where's Bubba? Bubba, what did the monkey say? They got his tail cut off. It won't be long now. So, you know, I'm figuring he's going to get this. So I said, what did the monkey say? He got his tail cut off. And he's thinking for a second. And he goes, which monkey? (laughs) I said, oh, my God. I said, the one that got his tail cut off. I said, it won't be long now. And he was like, hmm. (laughs) So he told me, he said, you got 24 hours to tell us a joke. I said, if you don't tell us a joke in 24 hours, we're going to beat you up. But so he was like, you know, so he laughed a little yeah. bit. And so, 
the next day, we're like, okay, tell us a joke. So all day we're driving. He's like, tell a joke. No, no. He said, tell a joke. He said, okay, I'll tell y'all. I'll tell y'all a joke. And, you know, because he got a, you know, accent. He said, I'll tell y'all a joke. And I'm like, okay, what we got? What we got? And so we're listening intently. He goes, knock, knock. And we're like, okay, knock, knock, okay. Or he said, who's there? And he goes, which monkey? <laughs> Oh, we laughed. He made us laugh. So we were like, okay, okay. But, you know, uh, that, that was funny and that was great. But right now, they're not laughing too much because uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up, but uh, around the world, um, they, they've been having some floods that have been torrential uh, in the country of, of Malawi. And uh, people that go to our campuses there are being greatly affected. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Pastor... Holish himself lost uh, half of his house, uh, one side of the house with uh, the waters that are coming through there. And this is what I'm about to show you, these two short videos. Uh, this is Pastor Holish's video. This is not like from news. This is him on the ground. I want you to see this. actually guys that uh, uh, you can come off of it guys there are videos actually that uh, we could not even show you guys because uh, there were you know dead people in the videos and then uh, there were some videos where they were getting caught up and they were literally drowning while he was videoing and so uh, and, and those are in the communities where we have campuses and things we have sent them some money and you know thankfully uh, had a business guy at the, in the last service came up and said I want to give. Amen. And, you know, you can't help everybody. Like, I get it. You can't, you can't help everybody. Um, there are things going on all over the world. And, but how you know you, when you're supposed to help is when you have relationships with that somebody. Because then you know, okay, now it's time. I've got to do something. You know, when you don't have a relationship, you know, others will have relationships. But when you have a relationship, then we have to do something. That businessman came up and you said, God's going to bless you. And what did he tell you? Uh, well, I, I said, you know, I, the pastor actually asked me to pray for him. And as I was praying, the Holy Spirit said to me that, you know, uh, um, that I've already provided what you have already sown, uh, e even um, um, triple w what you have done. He said, so when I finished praying, he said, I've already received the money, you know, what I've decided to give. 
So that was pretty much amazing. Yeah. And like I said, we sent some, and if you look at the next picture, uh, that's Holish is actually uh, feeding the people and loving on the people. And so we're going to send more. We did send money for him to uh, fix up his house. If that's not enough, I don't know if it would be enough or not. We have to send some more. And uh, it's just a real deal, man. Listen, uh, when you're blessed, there's a responsibility that you got to turn around and be a blessing. And we need, we need to embrace that and understand that. So I want to flip gears just for a second. And I want to go to, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, Pastor Neil, that you felt a scripture that God wanted to give our church is in Psalm 68. You want to read that? Yeah, just something that the Lord has laid upon my heart that I want to encourage you with. You know, the book of Psalms uh, 68 and verse 6, the Bible speaks about it and it says that God uh, places the lonely in families uh, he sets the prisoners free and gives them joy, but he makes the rebellion live in a sun-scorched land. And so, you know, um, God, is, God is all about, you know, families. You know, he, 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 you know, when he created man, he wanted man to be a part of a family. And we all have a biological family. And all over the world, you know, biological families... Uh, seem to be under the attack, and there has been a huge attack on biological family. I, I suppose many of us sitting here, you know, are having some sort of a story of how uh, our families have failed us, and you know, families falling apart and living apart. Uh, but you know, God's way, you know, of restoring that is that He is our heavenly Father, and that He places the lonely into families. And, you know, if you don't have your earthly family uh, that is loving on you, that is there for you, that is supporting you, then God is saying that he's got, you know, his spiritual family that he has, he has placed you in. And so just like a biological family, you know, in a spiritual family, you know, or you have your brothers, you have your sisters, you have, you know, the spiritual leadership and oversight that is there to support you. And so... Thank God, you know, that he has placed us. I, I'm, you know, I couldn't do this alone. We could never do church alone if it is not for the fact that we have a spiritual family. Because that is God's way of covering us, of protecting us, of, you know, letting us know that there is people, you know, that love you and that care for you. You know, the spiritual family is, is something so important. Um, like I said, you have a natural family, but to be honest with you, the natural family is going to be temporal and the spiritual family is going to be eternal. And so God, actually, there's quite a few teachings from Jesus himself of the importance of a spiritual family. And one story in the Bible, I mean, his mother and actually his brothers were knocking and they were asking for Jesus to come outside and they went to him and they said, Hey, your mother and your brothers are asking for you to come outside. They want to talk to you. And Jesus uh, looked at those that were sitting and he was teaching. He said, who are my mothers and my brothers and my sisters? And he put his hands out and he was like, it's these who do the will of the father. For these are my mothers, my brothers and my sisters. And so when we're born again, we're born again into this family with our heavenly father. And it's important, to, the spiritual family is important, very important. God showed you that in your life. Yeah, you know, I have uh, a large biological family, and I was newly saved. And I remember going to a function, and we had always been very close, but 
um, I went to this function and I kind of felt a disconnect. Like there's, you know, just this disconnect um, because it was a function with a lot of non-believing family members. And I remember going, walking into the church that evening and the Lord said, I have provided you a spiritual family, a spiritual family that will meet needs that a natural family cannot meet. And that spiritual family was there to love me where I was, to encourage me to move forward, to spur me when need to, and to help me grow into who Christ wanted me to be. So, so important. And it's a family that's not, it's not the same as a natural family. Yeah. A natural family is important. Uh, I mean, that was in Genesis. Genesis established a natural family. But he, it, just like the new covenant, uh, we also were made a new family. So it wasn't just a new covenant. It was a new family. And so this family, again, it's, you know, a lot of people think, well, it's going to be a perfect family. Yeah. First of all, that's not going to happen. Because as soon as you come into the family, you kind of mess up that perfectness. All right. And as soon as I come into the family, I mess up the perfectness. Listen, we are going to have a perfect family and that's going to be when we get to heaven. Amen. Amen. And where the evil and the flesh and all that is done away with and sin is all done away with once and for all for good, never to have to deal with that again. And so, you know, I just want you to understand this about family, but he doesn't just put us into families uh, just to be in family. First of all, you know, families are getting tore up. A lot of people are connected to all kind of uh, social media stuff, but they're still lonely because it's something about being here, being, yeah. being in this family. And listen, the local church is God's idea. Yes. And uh, for someone to say, well, I don't believe in the organized church. You need to tell that person, well, you might as well throw away uh, the book of Acts all the way through Revelation. Just throw it away. Because from Acts to Revelation is all about all about, not a little bit, all about the local church and establishing leadership and telling us how we should treat each other and the doctrines we should embrace and what our purpose should be. I mean, the whole thing. So that's, that's, uh, that's not true. They're, they're wanting to go back to the judges where, you know, everyone just kind of does what they want and everything becomes right in their own eyes. And I think what happens when you remove the local church family from a community, you have chaos you have darkness that overtakes it because a pebble don't make much ripple. But when you all come together and are one body and you become a boulder, when that's thrown into the ocean of unbelievers, it makes a wave. Can I get an amen? amen. And, but we're put in families for a reason. What is the reason? Yeah, the Bible says in, uh, I think it's Ephesians chapter 2, 19, he says, you know, consequently, you are no longer strangers or aliens, you know, but you belong to the household of God. The family of God and so the Bible says that he sets the prisoners free and he gives them joy you know there are there are a lot of bondages there are a lot of slavery self-imposed stuff most of the time you know that we stuff that we bring upon ourselves and that we find ourselves that we've become prisoners uh, to that very thing you know that we have brought upon ourselves but the bible says that whom the son of man has set free is free, free indeed, indeed yeah. amen and so god's idea is that we should experience the joy of the lord the peace of god experiencing liberty freedom in the name of jesus and so that's god's idea that's god's purpose that's god's plan amen that we would have 
peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. And so if you are here this morning, know this this morning that you, you are not alone. You know, you belong to the family of God and that he has set you into this family and that you're a part of this family He has planted you here for a purpose. And so that you can uh, be that father, be that uh, mom, be that dad, be that child that God has intended for you to be. Amen. And, you know, the last part of that scripture says, but he makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. And so when people reject the gathering together, coming together as the church, uh, there's a price to pay for that. And our communities pay a price when we reject the gathering. Look, because I didn't call this meeting. You didn't call this meeting. The father called this meeting. And, and that's a pattern that he said, I want you to live by in your life yes. that at least minimum one day a week, I want my family gathering together and I want us eating together, breaking the bread of Jesus, the flesh of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Yes. Worshiping our father, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, and, and Hebrews says people have gotten a bad habit of not doing that. And we need to get back into the habit. And it says even more so as you see the time approaching. So, but when you rebel against that, the structure is no different than saying, uh, I don't believe in the institute of marriage. And so I'm going to reject that. We'd be like, ooh, that's not good. That's what, well, it's the same way with church. Uh, You got to believe in the institution of the church because God is the one who established it. And we should come and be a part of it and make it a priority in our lives. When we don't, uh, we honestly, uh, we come out from under that covering and that protection, right? Exactly. In fact, the Bible says that, you know, uh, rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. And so many times we don't think of this um, in that way, that when we act in rebellion and when we don't do, you know, uh, what God has, uh, you know, uh, ordained and called for us to do, you know, everything that, like marriage is an institution that has been institutionalized by God. There are many institutions that God has put together, you know, for us to prosper and for us to go forward, you know. But if we don't do that, we move away from the protection of God. We are not under the protection of God. God wants to protect us. God wants to protect you. It is God's desire that His hand must be upon our lives, upon your life, and that your family might be protected. Thank God that we are part of a family, you know, that is protected, that is shielded from danger and from harm. The enemy's plans is to, you know, to destroy and cause destruction. Amen. But praise God and you know, we are part of a great family and the hand of God is upon us. God is blessing us. We're seeing the hand of God. And, you know, if you move away from that, it is like a sun-scorched land, you know, that burns you, that, you know, destroys you. And so today we are just so blessed to be a part of the family of God. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, you can stand to your feet. Why don't you stand to your feet? And I, I just want to say this, you know, in the scripture it says, it's better to be in the house of the Lord for one day than to be a thousand somewhere else. And I want you to remember that. And I want you to also remember this. The Bible says the church, the church, and he's talking about the local churches, the universal church, is the pillar and support of the truth. And so when this is not flourishing, nothing's going to flourish and the truth will disappear and there'll be darkness in our land. 
And so we have to remember that and we have to not forget the importance of what we are doing, guys, what you are part of. You're part of the family of God, the local family here, the universal family around the world. And we have a purpose. We have a mission. And you are a part of that. And if you're lonely, if you're broken, uh, if you're, you know, not whole, man, this is a place where God wants to do that in your life. But you have to accept it. You have to embrace it. And you have to be a part of it. And I'm telling you, God will bless you for that. Can I get an amen? And so uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And again, you know, nothing was shared here to, uh, to make anyone feel guilty or to feel, you know, less than. Uh, guys, we just, I, I feel like in the church, we just got where, you know, we almost get um, in the wrong way religious where we're not just honest about some things. And uh, I try to be as honest as I can, and I'm, I'm, I want to get better and better at, at just being real with you because we are a family. And, but I want you to say, I want to say this too, because Pastor Neil, a lot, of, a lot of times what happens is uh, you have uh, where when we say family and we say spiritual father, like, and I've seen this happen, guys, I've seen this happen, and it breaks my heart. But like Paul was a spiritual father to Timothy. And, you know, it talks about that. You got many teachers, but not many fathers. And so we talk about having spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers and all this. But, but I want to I wanna remind us, it's, it's spiritual, not natural. There's a mistake that's made when you try to make, let's just use me an example. And I'm a spiritual father to many people, right? But when you try to make me like a natural father, because I can never replace your natural father. And it was never meant to be that way. Because your kids did not become my grandkids. Can I get an amen? And, and so if you don't understand that, you're looking for something and you're going to get disappointed. We are spiritually here. And so our focus is on spiritual things, not so much on the natural uh, things. Those things are important. And for some of you, you've not had some of that. And my heart breaks for you. But listen, you're going to get disappointed when you try to get, when you try to cross that. I remember, I remember when my dad died. I didn't say this first service. I remember when my dad died and uh, I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to call Pastor Dino and just, you know, affirm Pastor Dino, you know, you, you there as a spiritual father to me. But the Holy Spirit just said, don't look to him to replace your natural father because that's not who he is. He's there for you, but it's for what I've called you to. It's not to replace that. And guys, let me help you with some pain. Let me help you with some disappointment. When you look for someone to do that, man, that's never good. And honest with you, when a spiritual person tries to be that, man, it normally makes them unhealthy. It normally makes a relationship weird. Uh, uh, or, Or you make someone completely dependent in the wrong way. It just, you, look, some of you have missed having that. And man, my heart breaks for you. But here's the thing I know God can do. God can heal that void. God can help you in that area. And only he can do that, though. I can't, no one, no one of us can do that. God can do that and he will do that for you. Amen. But I love you guys. And I'm glad we're a part of the family together. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, let's, let's, let's blow up Easter. Amen. Let's, let's go out and get people. Let's make this Easter special. Uh, didn't uh, y'all appreciate Pastor Neil, Pastor Judy? We love these guys. 
Hey, they'll be up here if y'all want to talk to them. But I love you guys. God bless y'all. And y'all have a wonderful day, guys.